You're listening to In The Know, a collection of career development insights and leadership experiences from INSEAD, the business school for the world. Don't wait for the future to tell you what to do. It's better to make a mistake in a strategy than having no strategy at all. That was the message INSEAD's senior affiliate professor of organizational behavior, Jose Luis Alvarez, gave at a recent webinar, Executive Careers in the Face of Change. Professor Alvarez went on to say that the important thing is that you have a strategy. You don't wait. You have some idea ready for implementation. Welcome to another episode of In The Know, and today we're going to discuss just that, career strategy implementation and what it looks like in 2021. Opportunities will be presented to you and some of them you can create yourself either internally in the organization or externally, right? But, you know, rather than going for the, you know, the money or the promotion or the, you know, or the title, you know, go for something that will give you a critical experience. What is a critical experience? Something that has value for the organization, but also has value for you. That was the head of HR in Benelux, Germany, France, for Pepsi-Cola, Christos Manelis. Christos graduated from the INSEAD MBA in 2009 and leads a talented HR team at PepsiCo and partners business leaders across seven Western European markets, supporting the growth of a $2 billion portfolio and the organization's transformation. We were also joined by Sonal Bal. Sonal is the founder and career strategist at Supercharge a career advisory firm specialising in helping senior C-suite executives with their career challenges. Sonal was part of the same MBA cohort as Christos and talked about how to overcome the fear of uncertainty and how we can continue to make the right choices in our careers. What do you do when you have that crippling self-doubt? You've got to go through the motions. You know, no one's going to be like, ah, I heard this on a podcast and... Ooh, the clouds parted open and the angels were singing and there was a violin and, and there was beautiful music. Um, but it builds up, right? Firstly, I want to say, what choice do you have? Like, that's a serious question. If you jump, you know, or you don't jump, what choice do you have? If the choice is to stay and do something that positively, like, saddens you up, <laughs> you know, and... and Christos was talking about success, professional success. There's so many definitions you can, because it's so personal, right? And for me, one of my definitions, there's so many ways to describe it. One of my definitions is four words. Do you love Mondays? So let's get in the know with Sonal and Christos. So it's my great pleasure to introduce two guests where we're going to talk about career strategies in 2021. And I have a feeling that things may have changed over the last year or two in in this topic. I think we'll start off with the the common question, and it's a really easy question. So, uh, Sonal, can you just tell us a bit about yourself? Where are you from? Uh, What do you do? And uh, what's brought you here today? All right. Fantastic. Firstly, thank you for having um, having me here, Luke. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. Um, so, yeah, I am someone who's had a, a very squiggly career, just like a lot of people. So started out in India, which is where I'm from, which you can probably detect from my accent, and worked in HR in a couple of companies in India, the big one being GE, 
back in the day, it was the world's most respected company. <laughs> Things have changed a little bit. World's most admired company, etc. So moved to South America and did a little bit of HR stuff there as well in Uruguay and Chile. That was uh, definitely a highlight of my career. I learned Spanish, learned to speak fluently, and then came to Europe to study the MBA program and uh, came to Belgium, did a couple of very interesting jobs in HR. So a lot of HR uh, stuff in my career, uh, grew a lot, leveled up a lot, learned a lot, uh, went through some interesting challenges as well, got laid off a couple of times and have laid a, people off a lot as well. So very interesting. I think Christos will know this very well when you're on both sides, it's very interesting. Um, sometimes it's good interesting. Sometimes it's, I don't want to do this interesting. <laughs> and and uh, now what I do is I'm a career strategist. So so what that means is I help people who are going through um, interesting challenges or transitions in their career. And I only work with people um, in whose shoes, let me see if this makes sense grammatically. I've been in their shoes. So either they've lost their job, which I have three times. So I know exactly what they're going through because their mm -hmm. empathy is very high. It's important. Or I, very, very. Mm -hmm. And I, or I work with people who've had a break because I've had a break a couple of times, sometimes by choice, sometimes not by choice, particularly women, because it's not easy when you follow mm -hmm. your, and NCIAD has that, right? You follow your partner and then you're like, hey, I used to be a lawyer. Like I used to be this hotshot uh, M&A lawyer. Like what happened? I'm like, you know, diapers and washing machines. Was so I work very closely <laughs> with, with, with those uh, professionals to help them get their uh, career back on track. So that's sure. what I do. Fantastic. And, and Christos, how about yourself? Uh, tell us a bit about yourself and, you know, how you got to, to where you are today joining us. Thank you. Thank you, Luke. And thank you for having us you know, both. So... Similarities with Sonal, you know, actually, right? So I'm not uh, Indian, I am Greek, right? But, you know, similarities in, I started my career in HR. I moved around countries. I live in a different country than the one I was, you know, born in and went through different, you know, transitions. But a couple of um, highlights. So currently I'm with uh, PepsiCo, right? So we, we pride ourselves as, you know, one of the you know biggest you know makers of um, consumer you know goods but nutritious products and you know and, and fun you know uh, products um, right? started in uh, started finance and accounting you know actually thought I wanted to be an investment banker thankfully for all of us you know I didn't uh, joined the student organization traveled the world with them uh, called uh, ISEC that sparked my interest in cross cultural moves and people. So joined um, Procter & Gamble, spent four great years with them in HR, then left P&G to join INSEAD. Huh? So, you know, year of my life, that's where I met, you know, Sonal, you know, that's where we spent a bit of time where you are today, you know, looking Fontainebleau. And following that, came back uh, to London and joined uh, PepsiCo. So I've had a, a great career, nearly 12 years with uh, PepsiCo, different roles, different accountabilities. So, yeah, in London today, uh, joining you this afternoon. Fantastic. And and you've both sort of touched upon it, and I think it's really important to, to sort of bring it up to our audience is that you were both part of the same MBA cohort back in 2009. I mean, what have we, uh, 10, 11 years since, since you both graduated? I mean, uh, is 
do you remember um, that time fondly? And and you know, there's there's a, a ten years is a long time. Uh, do you remember each other? And did you bump into each other during that year? We did bump into each other, but I think Christoph spent. Uh, Quite some time in Singapore. You went between Singapore, right? And, right. and you know, yes, and I came to Fonti. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was there. It was also very different circumstances. I had a, a little baby in the picture, so I wasn't exactly the social uh, butterfly that one. It helps if you are um, during an MBA program. So, yeah, interactions were limited, but I, I do remember the time, even mm-hmm. though, yeah, it's, it's not been that long, 12 years. <laughs> Time flies, Look, as they say. It, it, it was, you know, impactful and amazing then. It's very memorable, you know, now. Uh, right? So the five-year and the ten-year unions, you know, have, you know, have helped, you know, for those who join, right? And then, yes, you keep in touch with some people and then, you know, serendipitously, you come across, you know, other people in different ways, right? Mm-hmm. So, yes. And it's not, you know, in Seattle, it's not for a year. It is for life, yeah? or, you know, at least so far. Um, Fantastic. Yeah, what a great message. Right, so we, we sort of touched or you both mentioned a couple of key highlights and, and I'd like to sort of focus on, you know, some of the key highlights you feel that you've achieved and you're really proud of. Yeah, so look, you say, you know, my highlights, uh, right? So, you know, first of all, I'd like to think the highlight of my career hasn't come, you know, yet. Right? Sure, so of my course. My highlights have been clearly around career transitions. And so when you ask, you know, highlights, I think, you know, uh, transitions and Sonal, you know, mentioned you know a lot that she did, right? So, and by transitions, I mean transitions of leadership levels or opportunities I was given that I didn't think I would be given, um, right? So, you know, stepping out of Greece, you know, studying accounting to doing a jar in the UK for a consumer goods, you know, um, multinational was a transition in itself, um, right? And then being given at the age of 25, right, to run, you know, graduate recruitment for P&G in the UK, right, and a, a, a people management job, right, and a budget of one million and a very clear target, you know, to go and do stuff, right. So that was a memorable, you know, highlight and a transition. Right? Then another transition came, you know, leaving the, you know, the, you know, paid, you know, for-profit employment and becoming a full-time student, you know, at INSEAD, right. Sure taking a year out dedicated to self-development. Yeah? At the time, I would have told you maybe something different than why I'm doing it, but, you know, looking back, yeah, it was a year dedicated to self-development in the academic way, in the social way, in the traveling way, and, you know, starting to build, you know, your leadership or my leadership, you know, character. So that's another transition. Yeah? And then back into PepsiCo, another big organization, multiple transitions, but maybe a highlight, you know, would have been, Again, when the organization trusted me to do something I didn't, you know, think I could do. There have been a couple, but I'll pick the time when I was leading change management and transformation. And I didn't know a lot about it, if you want. I spent a few years in HR. But then three years later in this role, you kind of have become the expert. And you've read a lot, you've experimented a lot, you've met with people. And you started, you know, building, delivering and starting to leave a legacy. So... Yes, and a number of highlights, but mine hinge around career transitions. I really like what you said there. You mentioned that you you got opportunities that you didn't think that would be given to you. Um, sort of just touching on that before we we head back to Sonal, uh, why did you think that you wouldn't get those opportunities and, and why do you think someone gave you that chance? Yeah, and it goes hand in hand, you know, look with – having people who believed in me, you know, more than I did, right? 
Otherwise, you know, I'm a confident, you know, person, right? But, you know, there were people, so, you know, managers, mentors, right, who said, yeah, this guy is good or, you know, he shows the right, you know, aptitude, we'll take a chance on him, and, you know. And I, and I would go, are you real? You know, are you sure? <laughs> this is for me right now. And they go, yeah. Right? So they, it's roles I wasn't, you know, thinking I was given, you know, not from a, you know, in, in any way not being, you know, um, capable for them. But I just, you know, they, you know, they believed in me more than I did. So having grown now as a, as a leader, you know, I think I'm getting the opportunity to do that, you know, for people. Um, yeah, what a great message. Sunil, yeah. can you... Take us through some of your highlights. Yeah, I resonate so much with what Christos is saying. And every single highlight of mine has been related to being at the edge of a cliff. And mm. there's this black abyss in front of me. And you're like, should I jump? Should I not jump? It's every time it's been that. It's not, you know, to answer your question, the highlight has not been a promotion. It's not been a salary increase. It's mm-hmm. always been that oh, you know, what do I do now? And there's this crippling self-doubt. So the first one, I can think of three. I'll tell you very quickly. The first one was leaving India for the very first time and following the husband, because we had just got married. And I'd left a very cushy and comfortable job in GE to follow him to South America. Um, And it was one of those things where I'm not able to find work. I don't know anyone. I don't speak the language. Culture is different. They demand different qualifications. It's not so. There were a lot of stories, some from friends, some from you know within the mind. And when I landed a pretty good um, and respectable position at PwC, which was you know in Chile, it was a hundred percent Spanish position. Same like Christos, I was like, wow, like it's possible. You know, you just gotta push through. And yes, it always comes down to somebody giving you a chance because they're like. There's something there, right? And that matters a lot, yes, but you also have your own um, self-belief, which wavers, let's face it, um, and it has wavered more than um, it should (laughs) in my case. And the second one was um, uh, when I took a break, I I was laid off, which I thought was perfect timing. Uh, I took a break, uh, expanded the family. It was not easy to find work. It was very funny because Christos and I graduated in 09, which was, okay, after 2020, it was not exactly the best time to graduate. But, you know, I I managed to land some pretty good offers considering it was a a horrific time for a lot of people. So that was good. But a couple of years later is when I felt the tectonic plates (laughs) shift under my feet because I saw people weren't hiring. They were interested, but they weren't hiring. So when I got a, a position at a very uh, well-known, um, you know, family-owned company here in, in Belgium uh, for a, a very good role in HR, it was in French. Uh, so different, right? Spanish, French. And I just, it mattered a lot to me. When you're on a break for two and a half years after a very expensive MBA, you, your self-worth wavers mm-hmm. a lot. And you think uh, people have moved ahead. And I want to particularly focus this on on, on women because at the end of the day, it's not um, in a lot of countries. It's not the dad who takes a year off. It's always the mom. I wish it weren't the case. So uh, that mattered because I was like, "Ooh, I'm back in the game. I'm back in the game. I'm so happy. And the third one was when I left corporate, which was 2018. And that was filled, uh, filled with so much confusion, so much. I was so lost at that time. I thought I knew what I wanted, but I wasn't. The market wasn't responding. I want to be self-employed. Market wasn't responding. So pushing through 
and then landing the first paid client through linkedin and i was like okay you just got to do it like you can't stop because it's sometimes so close you can almost smell it but then you lift your nose and you're like no that's not it i'm going back to employment whatever it is you're like i'm ready to give up so that was a highlight for me these three you know moving countries uh, getting something substantial after a long break and uh, the third one being um just starting out you know and getting a taste of entrepreneurship we'll we'll put some of the the links to to both of your profiles but uh, yeah sanel i've kept a keen eye on a lot of your activities on linkedin and stuff and yeah it's been uh, really really encouraging to to watch your growth over the last year or two that i've been exposed to you so yeah congratulations on that move and uh, yeah really nice so highlights Thank you. you've mentioned there Thank you. um just quickly in the last section i suppose we'll we'll circle back to the topic which we we mentioned is career strategies and particularly in in this year where things have changed for so many people. Um, can you just give us a, a quick insight to, to what your individual career strategies look like um, and, and maybe where you hope that will lead you in, in the near future? Let's start with Sonali, career strategist, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a very difficult one. You know, it's like asking a doctor, uh, you know, what do you use yourself? Because it's very uh, <laughs> different when yeah, it's, a, of course. it's a strategy for someone else. Mm. Um, so the career strategy, um, I'm going to focus on the last couple of years, um, mm. you know, a little bit pre-pandemic, and but in basically the last three years since leaving uh, corporate world behind, um, there was a pattern and I think some listeners might be able to relate with it the pattern was and I talked about it a little bit of confusion and I think you've got sometimes you've got to go through it because we want to take shortcuts and I'm like no 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 I like clarity I like I like to know stuff like I like to be in control so for me that was confusion and then the second part of the strategy was related to creation from confusion somehow creation happened and I spent a couple of years just creating extremely like things that I would actually use in my own career, just creating sure. it, not charging for it, whether it's a podcast, whether it's going live on LinkedIn, whether it's YouTube videos, what you would want to know from HR, HR doesn't tell you, uh, like, let's help people out. So that has been extremely rewarding. Um, mm -hmm. You know, when I get these messages like, Hey, your salary negotiation, like, how did you know? Like, I'm like, yeah, we know kind of been there, done that, and it helps a lot. And and so that has been, and through this, you know, work has come in. And, and, and the third thing, which I am crossing my fingers and I'm, no, I, I, don't, I don't think hope is a strategy, um, which I'm planning for is scale. Because I, I, I would love some scale. And that's when you feel like this is a real business, you know, mm -hmm. start employing people, have uh, codified uh, which I already do, courses, et cetera, but have it at scale um, where people are, you know, not in my follower list, but not in my subscriber list. And, and they're in completely different parts of the world. And they're like, hey, yeah, hey, I want to follow your, you know, message. This is interesting. So mm. that's, I think, ultimately what everybody wants who's uh, self-employed, some sort of scale, right, mm. to level up. So for me, that's, it's all about leveling up now. Sure. Very nice. And Christos? Your career strategy. Yeah, so I, I, I really liked it. So from confusion to creation to scale, um, uh, right? 
I'll take uh, not different approach, but I'll tell you my, you know, career starts. First of all, it is important, you know, to start shaping one, right? I, you know, you know, rest assured, you know, it, 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 it's something you grow. You know, I, I wish I had a career strategy or an outlook when I started, you know. I didn't really. I had ambition. Um, I knew what I kind of enjoyed and I was hoping someone would employ me for, you know, for them. Um, right. But, you know, that evolves, you know, o- o- over the years. Um, right. So to my career philosophy, if I put it like that, you know, Luke has been around, you know, um, going after the, the critical experiences. So doing, and it's a, it's a world, you know, it's a world also organizations use, right. But at an individual, you know, uh, level, um, right. Opportunities will be presented to you, and some of them you can create yourself, either internally in the organization or externally, right? But, you know, rather than going for the, you know, the money or the promotion or the, you know, or the title, you know, go for something that will give you a critical experience. What is a critical experience? Something that has value for the organization, but also has value for you. It will put you, you know, in a different part of the organization. It will develop some different skills for you. You'll meet new stakeholders, maybe a different, you know, geography. So you amass critical experiences. Think of it as a bit of a, you know, Lego building blocks, um, uh, uh, right? You know, with a destination, uh, right? Or at least with an idea uh, in mind. So for me, look, that has been a bit of my, you know, strategy. There is an ambition, there is a direction, right? Which is shaped by, you know, these elements. What do we enjoy doing? Uh, do I enjoy doing, you know, what am I good at? What will an employer or a client, like in Sonal's case, pay me, you know, uh, to do? And then hopefully an element of purpose, yeah? So what does it serve, right? But having a direction, but then collecting these critical experiences, building blocks. I like that analogy of the the Lego building blocks and, you know, sort of putting piece piece together to sort of achieve that common goal that you or the goal you hope to achieve in your career. Very nice. I guess for a question out there is a really basic question, but maybe something that, you know, a lot of us maybe, as we've touched on already, we're not aware of, but what is a career strategy? Like what does a good one involve and, and how do we go about putting one together? I guess, again, Sonal, with your experience in and you being the career strategist, so mm-hmm. what is a career strategy? Oh boy. <laughs> Where do we start? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I think that sounds like even when I introduced myself, career strategist sounds so pretentious sometimes. Like it sounds <laughs> fancy sometimes. At the end of the day, it's like, you know, working backwards. For me, it's working backwards. And I'm a big fan of Neil Bearden, who does a lot of storytelling, who's from mm-hmm. Seattle. Mm-hmm. And he's on his own journey right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm a big fan of just having very powerful imagery. Like, where is that? Where am I going? At the end, what is my objective? And, you know, down to the details. And he paints that really well. So it's like, where do we see ourselves living as a you know family, as a partner, as alone, wherever you are? What exactly are you doing? And the thing that you're doing, chances are you're going to choose something that in your mind, because you have full freedom, no one is uh, filtering that. And in your mind, the thing that you're doing, you see yourself doing is lighting you up, like Marie Kondo sparks joy. Okay, the thing I'm doing today, is it helping me get there? If yes, good, just like that flow chart, right? If yes, good, 
what are the different things I need to do and leveling up and, and a lot to what Christos says, the critical thing. What are the things I need to do? So I see a, I see a job on LinkedIn, on Indeed. Is that going to help me get there? And there's a lot of honesty involved there because uh, our ego wants us to say, yeah, of course. Um, and I don't mean lateral, vertical. I don't mean just that. It's about having those experiences because it's like, okay, that is where I see myself. That some people call it the higher self. Yeah, I'm, I'm not that woo. But at the end of the day, that's the thing that lights you up and brings you joy. You love it so much. You can do it for free. And you talk about it for hours and you're like, okay, you've just been speaking 15 minutes straight in a podcast. Can you shut up? So that <laughs> thing that lights you up. So for me, it comes down to that. And before I go any further, I do want to give a disclaimer because there's a lot of noise out there. Mm, and I love, this, uh, I love this quote by Bruce Lee. Mm. So our, to our listeners today, I want to say this, and I sh- I'm really sure, Christos, you will agree with it as well. You've got to absorb what's useful reject what is useless and add what is essentially your own. Got to do that. You know, not, you know, Krista said this or Sonal said this or, you know, other episodes that that Luke's been a part of. Mm. Um, Not everything applies to everyone. People ask, you know, why isn't someone doing this for me? I want someone to create my strategy or, you know, I need to get someone to inform me what I want to do or how do I get to where I want to be? Christos, I mean, in your role, who is responsible for creating a career strategy? Is it the individual? Is it the companies? I mean, you sort of can see both parties being involved, of course, but at the end of the day, does it rest with one individual? It's clearly a joint responsibility. Hear me out. There's three stakeholders, you know, here, right? So there is the employee, then there is the line, the manager, the the reporting manager, and then there is the organisation, yeah? Sure. But make no mistake, the employees own their career. Sure. The manager support, the organization enables. Right? Or that, at, at least that's how I see it. Right? So if I unpick those a bit, right? so speak to the employee or the individual level, you are the creator of your career. So I'll say it again, you are the creator of your own career. Right? So, and knowing that, you know, be clear on your ambition, your destination, your desire. Right? Now, don't feel the pressure to know all the time at every moment. It's okay. Invite, you know, feedback. <laughs> you know, reflect a bit, you know, where you are. Take time to reflect. Right? But importantly, you know, and I don't speak as an HR you know, leader who tries to see all three angles, as I said, articulate your ambition right, to your employer and importantly, your trade-offs. Right? There will invariably be trade-offs. Right? So if that's your ambition right now in your life, What's most important? The, 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 the role, leading a team, getting a promotion, the location, you know, the money, the magic who you are, who you can work for, there will be trade-offs. So articulate your ambition, but articulate your trade-offs. The more you tell your manager and your employer about your trade-offs, the more they will help you in their, you know, in their you know, role. Right? So coming now to the, to the role of the manager, the role of the manager is, as I said, to support. Um, right? So managers and mentors, but importantly managers, are there to highlight opportunities, sponsor you for opportunities, and you know, remove barriers. Um, and like I mentioned before, give you feedback. Where do you stand? What do they see as your strengths, your development, what, and, and what you need? Right? So they have a role to play, but they are the support. 
And then finally, there is the organization, which are the enablers. And what do I mean by the organization? Um, eh? These are the, the, the systems organizations put in place. So what, what is the mechanism for employees to understand you know, what roles are available? What, are, what is the mechanism for employees to understand what skills are valued? What is the mechanism for employees to you know, receive you know, feedback in a 360 way? Um, right? So the organizations are you know, the enablers, the managers are the supporters, but the employees, or we all are, you know, the owners of our career. If you operate in a, in a large organization, a small organization, if you operate like an entrepreneur, like Sonal, you definitely are the creator of your own career. But that, you know, it's a common thing, you know. Look, or if you work for a university like you do, you mm. are the creator of your own career. Mm. And I like that, um, you know, we're talking about different aspects, Sonal being a, you know entrepreneur in control as she is the business, if you like. The other side in, in the corporate world, I guess, we, we have, you know, sort of many masters of, you know, we have to be successful in our career and we, we have our own objectives. But at the same time, the company needs to be successful as well and, and has its own corporate objectives. So I, I, I guess question for Christos is how do we ensure that, you know, we're both going in the right direction, if you like, when I'm talking about individuals and corporations. Yeah, it is. It, it's clearly reciprocal, you know. Uh, so I'll start again, taking a step back that the relationship between the employee and employer, yeah, it is a contractual, you know, legal relationship, but primarily it's an emotional contract you make mm. with your employer. Um, sure. right? And a contract of trust, uh, right? So I bring in my skills my um, uh, expertise, you know, my strengths and my ambitions, right? And the employer gives me the opportunities, you know, to put those to good use, right? And, you know, pays me rent in a way for renting my skills and abilities, which is, you know, the salary and the benefits, you know, that I get. Most of the time, the the interests of employee and employer, you know, converge. And that's how we, you know, we give employees critical experience, you know, they learn from us, they point, you know, new new ways, right? And it's like this the relationship of trust. There will be times where the interests, you know, diverge. Yeah? So Sonar talked about, you know, leaving an employer or being, you know, uh, separated from, so with the employee initiating a, a separation. But uh, the, the, the career, of the, the success of the employee and the success of the employer, in this case, you know, for profit organization, you know, they do go, you know, together, right? But as I said, for most of the time, they con- they, they converge, right? The, 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 maybe a, a slightly different direction to take is that, you know, how do you measure your own success, right? So in the, individually, as an, in this case, as an employee. And we are all, you are a lot more than, we are. We all are a lot more, you know, than, than an employee, um, uh, right? So, and we've seen how our lives have changed, especially this year, right? But, you know, how do, how do you define, how do I define professional success? Um, mm-hmm. And spending some time to this, you know, we, we alluded to it when talking about a career strategy, right? But how do you define professional success, right? And my invitation, right, that's something I've, I'm learning, I can't say I've learned, is that it's broad. Yeah? It's not just, you know, promotion, title, power, you know, compensation. Yeah? It's probably also, right, you know, doing the things that you're enjoying yeah? and learning new things and supporting others, right? And then even further, and having energy after you log off, uh, right? Sure. And living where you want, um, right? So, you know, so we, we say, you know, professional success, but at the end of the day, <laughs> right, we're all a lot more than our professional, you know, 
beings and, and personas, right? So yeah. the, 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 I'm closing with that to say, yes, you know, your employer cannot define for you your professional success. You, know, you, can, you can frame it, yeah? So like I said, there's different components. Yeah? And then, like I said, you're in the, you're the owner, you're the driver, you know, to some example, of your career or your professional success. Coming back to Sonal, you mentioned that... Um... You know, taking those those next steps, you've taken a few in in your career, as we all have, I guess. There's always a resistance. There's always that uncertainty. I, I think you called it the abyss. Um, you know, looking out there and thinking, oh, it's uh, do I take that step uh, or do I jump? Um, how do we get over that fear of? the unknown and the uncertainty, you know, that something's not going in the right direction, maybe we want to make a change. Yeah, no, definitely. I think that it's a journey. So anyone who looks like they have their shizzle together, <laughs> <laughs> we're learning as we go along every single day. So, you know, and, and I'm going to answer your question in just a few seconds. I, I want to just um, mention this fact because you said, you know, um, it's an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. I think when you're an entrepreneur or a job seeker, mm-hmm. you're you're a lot more alike than you think. Sure. Um, you know, you're looking for work. Yes, both of them are looking for the best deal possible, which will help you know make you look good. Yes, um, both face rejection every single day, sometimes mm-hmm. multiple times a day. Of course, yes. Um, and both are told it's not personal. Of Mm -hmm. course, it's personal, but you're told. So, and the the, the fifth one is, uh, to all the job seekers out there or employees out there, uh, you know, you're a business of one. You're a business of one, you know. So, it's it's Christos Manoli, LLC, Sonal Behel, LLC. Mm -hmm. That's, I'm a business of one and I'm the face of, so that, uh, when I've seen that with my clients or, or, you know, viewers on LinkedIn or YouTube, that changes a lot because mm. you're like, I'm in charge. And I, Christos alluded to this as well, driver, driver. And I'm saying the same thing 10 times over, driving. Are you driving? Are you sitting in the passenger seat? So um, what do you do when you have that crippling self-doubt? Um, you've got to go through the motions. You know, no one's going to be like, ah, I heard this on a podcast and ooh, the clouds parted open and the angels were singing <laughs> and there was a <laughs> violin and, and there was beautiful music. Um, but it builds up, right? Firstly, I want to say, what choice do you have? Like, that's a serious sure. question. If you jump, you know, or you don't jump, what choice do you have? If the choice is to stay and do something that positively, like, saddens you up, <laughs> you know, and, and Christos was talking about success, professional success. There's so many definitions you can, because it's so personal, right? And for me, one of my definitions, there's so many ways to describe it. One of my definitions is four words. Do you love Mondays? Because hmm. if you're in a, wherever you are, and, and someone who's listening, who's not exactly lighting up where they are today, uh, chances are the sadness <laughs> begins on Sunday afternoon. It's like uh, the thought of going to work. You know, now mm. we're of course in remote, but it 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 it's possible. Mm. You know, mm. the thought of physically being in that office again. Just you know, there are actually physical manifestations of that. So you could be, you know, earning uh, big bucks. You could be the big honcho in that company uh, and look successful on the outside. So what do you do when you're facing that crippling self doubt? Number one. What choice do you have if you don't jump? 
it's, it's an important uh, answer that nobody else can answer for you. Mm. And, and I think anytime I have faced that, the fear of the thing is bigger than actually doing the thing. Mm. And that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I can't tell you how many times it's happened, but like, I have to launch this. What if no one buys it? Yep. Yeah, well, it's happened, by the way, multiple times. I launched something, put it out in the market. <laughs> I you know, wanted to check the you know fields and what's going on. Nobody bought it. Mm. Oh, I could actually, like, you know, I had imagined it to be crazy. Like, oh, my God, yeah. people make fun of me. What are people going to think? Nobody cares about you. They have their yeah. own drama going on in life. Sure. The <laughs> reality is all. Yeah. A Greek drama, right, Christos? <laughs> so the fear of the thing is bigger than actually doing the thing. Sure. Yeah. And, and you know, we always say in hindsight, uh, and hindsight's a lovely mm-hmm. thing, you know, the reality is that generally uh, it's, it's much easier or it was much more comfortable than, than we yeah. anticipated. Um, so, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And Steve Jobs said, right, and hindsight. So we always connect the dots backwards. Mm. We never connect them forwards. And sure. my favorite quote here is actually Babe Ruth, um, uh, baseball. Uh, and sure. it's funny because I'm Indian. I don't know a thing about baseball. <laughs> uh, but the thing that he said was, don't let the fear of striking out prevent you from playing the game. Sure. It resonates a lot mm. Mm. for me. And answers the question very nicely too. Great. Well, finally, the past 12 months, as, as we've alluded to already and as everyone's well aware, um, there have been very big changes in careers, the way organizations operate, um, the way I suppose career strategies have, have changed for many people. Um, how can our listeners adapt to the changes that, that you both are seeing in the last sort of 12, 18 months? And, and how do we sh- ensure that, um, that you know, we're, we're moving with the times and, and we're sort of responsive to these changes that have happened? So I, again, I'm trying to take both an organizational and individual perspective, but to, to answering your question, you know, what's different, what's my, you know, recommendation, what have we learned in the past, you know, 12 months, right? And my... The first thing that comes to mind is indeed taking a, a skills-based approach, right? So, and I talked about critical experiences before. By skills-based approach, I mean, you know, what are you, you know, naturally good at? It's a combination of your background, your critical um, experience, but what are you good at, right? And these skills might translate into a different, you know, function or a different in, within your existing organization, or they might translate into opportunities externally, right? So the pandemic has shown us, among other things, at the organizational level, the next to to critical roles, and these are roles we need to run the business and to look around, you know, corners, run the business today, run the business for the future. Next to critical roles, um, right, there are also critical skills. Mm. And some of those, you know, again, the pandemic has shown us that are what we would have seen as quite, you know, rudimentary in the past, but yes, we needed, you know, um, security guards, you know, we needed people to keep the networks, you know, um, uh, uh, running. We definitely needed, you know, EHS employee health and safety um, professionals. We definitely needed HR, you know, uh, people, right? So, but within those groups, you know, what are the skills that you, that you have, right? And we also saw that in our leadership, it applies to all of us, yeah, I knew skills skill set of, you know, leaders uh, emerge. So 
those who could, you know, face, you know, ambiguity with, with bravery, right? those that would communicate, you know, clearly, but also with vulnerability, um, uh, right? So we saw, you know, individual skills and leadership, you know, skills emerge, right? So that would be maybe what has changed or then more of an invite, you know, I did talk about critical experiences. We did talk about how to define career, you know, success. But, you know, think of your skills. You know, what are you, you know, really good at? Some of them will be technical. Some of them will be leadership. And see where they point you. Right? They may point mm. you to a different direction. Right? They might be relevant in a different um, uh, context. Right? So, sure. Yeah. No, very good advice. And, and Sonal, mm-hmm. what about your um, take? What's, what can we ensure we've got? you know, effective career strategy in today's ever-changing world? I think that my favorite thing to tell people is be known for something. Sure. Rather than, I can do anything. You give me this, I'll do it. You give me X, Y, Z, I'll do it. Mm, You know, in the US, you say the the riches are in the niches, so niche. The famous saying as well that uh, comes to mind is, you know, the jack of all trades, but the master of none. It's sure. such a great time. And I think that, I mean, I'm not the right person to speak about this um, because when the list is made and they have to let people go, Christos, mm. you have experience with it. Who are the people? So I have been let go three times because it felt like HR may have felt like that, that role because it was always last in, first out. So I didn't have enough time to prove sure. myself. But it always felt like the people who get to stay on the list, why are they more valuable? Right. Mm. So you want to be valuable. And and one of the ways mm. I think that helps is reputation management. So you want to be known for something. Mm. Uh, what is that something? The narrower it is, I think the better it is for you, particularly when times are like, you know, it's, it's choppy waters. Uncertain, You're not yeah. sure where the ship is going exactly. Uncharted territory for every ship out there. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm a marketing dude. Okay. What type of marketing? Like, it not only like you're good at it, but you also like it. So that sure. thing, when you hone in on that, that really helps. So be known for something. And for me, it was like, okay, I want to be the career person. I want to be the career queen on LinkedIn. Anytime somebody thinks of careers, I want them to think of me. Hmm. But I also felt I was very broad. Like, okay, that means what? Who do I want to work with? You know, classic NCR profile, 20 years work experience, um, lived and worked abroad, speak more than three la- two languages. Sure. And I was like, no, 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 I can't say that. If I say that out loud, then I'm saying no to the others. That's okay. You're mm-hmm. not for everyone. And saying sure. no is for you as an employee as well. You're not for mm-hmm. everyone and that's okay. Yes. And once you are working on being known for that thing, start creating. There is a big gap today where... of the world is consuming whatever is given, whether it's podcast, YouTube, books, um, like you name it, uh, LinkedIn content. LinkedIn's huge, 725 million users, uh, 250 million active monthly users. And from what I remember in terms of data, it's like 0.1% are actually creating. Mm. So it's like, wow. So there's nothing wrong with consuming. I love consuming. <laughs> I love reading and I love watching videos. I love podcasts. But I feel like create before you consume. Yeah, so yeah, nice. those two things. Be known for something and create before you consume. So we'll finish off with our final section, which is the quickfire questions. Always a, a great bit of excitement in this. Uh, let's 
have uh, what advice would you give your 20-year-old self uh, or your younger self um, and place where you were at the time uh, and, and what were you doing at that age, uh, Sonal? Mm-hmm. Let's go. Um, yeah, I'm going to add nine years to that. So, 20 so 29. Okay. Yeah, and why 29? I'll tell you very specifically why 29, Great. right? Such a weird prime number. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was in NCR at the time. And I, I I was really happy to hear about Christos's experience because everyone has had interesting and different experiences. My experience has uh, was challenging. Sure. Um, I couldn't understand and I couldn't believe how I got accepted. I had massive, like massive imposter syndrome. Sure. And it's only taken, it's taken me 10 years to feel like I've got full um, money's worth from the program because okay. of, of limiting beliefs. So I would tell that that um, that Sonal, uh, who was also a new mom at the time, I would tell her, listen, you got this. Um, mm. Just 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 don't doubt yourself so much. Just continue to believe in yourself, um, no matter what people around you are saying. And, you know, there was, um, it, it was not an easy time for me, but I'm glad I went through it. And I... Uh, skipped the, high, the the reunions, both the reunions, because I just felt like I didn't belong there. So sure. you don't hear people talk about this, but yeah, I've of spoken course. to people, I've spoken to people and it's, it's always, it's an interesting because you do see hmm, 45% show up, right? 50% sound like, oh, that's interesting. Mm. Maybe I'm not the only one. We don't talk about this enough where sure. it feels like everyone's ahead. Mm. Um, you know, you feel like you don't belong. So I would just say it very lovingly. Um, you know, continue to believe in yourself. And I would just give her a little uh, smack on the face, say, get over it. <laughs> it's in your head. Like, snap sure. out of it. Snap out of it. <laughs> and the, I guess the, the message there is that, that patience as well and, you know, the rewards you get from putting into things doesn't always happen instantly. You know, it doesn't no. take place. Yeah, just stay in your lane, I would say. Just tell her, stay yeah, in your sure. lane. You've got this. Sure. And Christos, what about your 20-year-old or younger self? <laughs> Let's go in the 20, you know, like, you know, uh, like as soon as I said, I, 20 years, uh, my 20-year self, you know, I was living in the Netherlands. I was uh, working for an NGO, you know, um, uh, full-time, uh, uh, right? And I had, I still haven't finished my studies, you know, look. So the, the advice that I would give, maybe two pieces of advice I would give my 20-year-old self on careers. The first one would be, you know, pace yourself. At the time, you know, I was, you know, very, you know, um, ambitious, but I also had no context of how organizations, you know, really sure. work, right? So judging myself, you know, today at nearly 42 with those standards, you know, I've probably, you know, failed, um, mm-hmm. uh, right? So, but I, 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 I hand on heart don't think I failed. I talk a bit before how you define success. Yeah? Sure. It's more than, you know, your you know, job title and, and yep. the money. So the advice I would give myself is you'll define, you know, but pace yourself, um, right? So that's the one piece of advice I would have given me. And a second one would be, which again, I've picked up and I've learned in, you know, life yeah, is, Surround yourself with people, could be partner, could be friend, could be mentors, you know, who see who, who see the world of work differently, um, yep. right? who work for, a, you know, charity, who work for themselves, um, right, who, you know, join the venture, you know, who are, you know, doctors, who are lawyers. So, you know, surround yourself with non, in my case, 
corporate, you know, people. They see career, you know, differently, right? And they sure. see career trajectory and they define career success, you know, differently. And these, you know, people are a very good, you know, network. You know, you define yourself a bit also by, by reflection, inviting their perspective. So my 20-year-old self was, you know, very ambitious, thought he knew everything. Um, right? My nearly 42-year-old self um, right? defines success a lot more holistically and has surrounded myself with people who see career, and, you know, you know, differently than I do. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Great advice for your 20-year-old self and our listeners out there. No, really great. I, I, I think we've more than consumed both of your time. I really appreciate you joining us today. It's uh, been a great conversation. I've learned a lot. Uh, thank you for joining us and all the best with your future careers. Thank you very much, uh, Luke, for having us. And for bringing us back together. Luke, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> You're very welcome. Thank you. Thanks, guys. For more thought pieces, expert opinions, and first-hand accounts on the topics of career development and leadership, visit inthenow.insead.edu. To learn more about INSEAD's master programs, visit insead.edu forward slash master hyphen programs. Mm-hmm.